Love the conversation. We had an important uh, discussion we're going to have today. Uh, so you've seen uh, progressive Democrats win across, all across the country, Jamal Bowman, Cori Bush. Uh, and there's just Democrat who's doing great in, uh, in Massachusetts. He's a very progressive candidate. His name is Alex Morse. And he's nearly caught the incumbent, who's a very powerful head of the House Ways and Means Committee for the Democrats. So, of course, there has to be a, a counterattack now by the establishment. Uh, and as usual, it's a smear. Uh, and I think it's very interesting for the point of view of this race, but it's also really interesting phenomenon for you all to know about politically and what happens. So uh, we brought on Alex Morse here. Uh, he's the person that, that was attacked and is the progressive candidate in the race. Alex, welcome back to the Young Turks. Thank you so much for having me back to talk about this. Uh, no problem. So uh, Alex, um, you went to go give a speech uh, at a local college, uh, and it seemed like the most innocent thing in the world. And then all of a sudden, I think about a week ago or, or even less, a couple of days ago, uh, folks came out uh, and started saying uh, fairly unbelievable things about you. So t first, just set up the story of, of what happened and what the charges are, and then we'll talk about how they were debunked by The Intercept and others and then we'll talk about the political phenomenon of how this happens to progressives pretty much every time. Yeah, well, again, thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. And it's no surprise that this came three weeks out from the primary election. Well, we're on the path of defeating one of the most powerful Democrats in Washington. And so incredibly suspicious timing. And again, coming from the college Democrats a week ago today, receiving an email with no specifics, and, and no names, uh, disinviting me from College Democrats events, um, saying that I attended College Democrats events merely to meet college students and connecting with them on Instagram and otherwise. And I wanna be very clear that I will not apologize for, for being gay, for being single, and for having consensual sex or relationships with other adult men. I think our community, our generation, young people and queer people in particular, have unfortunately internalized these heteronormative expectations and are used to the over-policing of our personal sex lives. And this, again, is incredibly suspicious to come out three weeks before the election, and now thankful to investigative reporting that have actually uncovered a number of facts behind the scenes that led to the email and the, the, the posting of the email in the UMass Daily Collegian last week. So there's this guy, uh, Timothy Annis, who is a student there, who apparently took a class uh, uh, from Richie Neal and uh, other students now saying, telling The Intercept, that he was looking for a way in uh, to work for uh, Richie Neal. He's the one that puts out this letter. First of all, uh, w did they vote on this in the College Democrats? Did, did all the students agree to this? Or was it just basically two people at the top who apparently were trying to curry favor with uh, the Democratic incumbent. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't speak to, you know, who exactly put the letter together. And I mean, we are getting feedback and there have been a number of college Democrats now on record saying that there was no up or down decision, no conversation, no vote on the sending of this email. And, and based on the reporting in The Intercept last night was a concerted effort to undermine and dismantle my campaign for Congress, where we literally have members of the college Democrats talking about looking for me on, on dating apps and, and potentially baiting me on, on Instagram. And when you look at the 
screenshots of our Instagram conversations, um, just talking about, good to see you today. Hey, I'm marching in a parade. I hope we're doing well. I mean, end yeah. of conversation. And so this, this letter, this email that had, has now been amplified by media at every level, and the use of language in response to these allegations, the use of words like predator and abuser, um, are all too familiar with members of, of the gay community. And I think it's incredibly problematic and the use of age-old homophobic tropes against people like me and others in our community. Yeah, I, I want to be even clearer, in case you guys haven't read The Intercept Story, and we'll put the link to The Intercept Stories down below if you're watching this later on YouTube or Facebook. Always check the description box. We'll also put a link to donate to Alex because we got to fight back against this insanity, this smear job that goes against every uh, progressive every time, especially if uh, they're close to winning. So I want to be super clear. Uh, they have Ennis, The Intercept does, saying, quote, uh, but I need a job. Neil will give me an internship. So these are the, it's super clear. He, it's it's a, a hatchet job on purpose. And and look, when they go to get progressives, they first try to find something real. And it's almost always about sex with male candidates, whether they're gay or straight. In this case, it's it's even worse because of the tropes that that Alex referred to that are super clear. And that and the idea that they're like, oh, it's young people. Oh God, it's sick what they did. It really is. And so in, 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 in this case, they couldn't find anything. So they, okay, they try to bait Alex. This is all in the intercept stories. There's absolutely no question about it. They have the documentation. And the only thing they can get was the most benign conversation you've ever heard between Alex and this president of the College of Democrats that invited him. And I give you all that setup because I want to give you the exact and entire conversation because it's not that long. So, and then Alex, I'll have you react to it, okay? Right. So, uh, uh, the the uh, student says, thank you, good to see you too. Okay, now this is him trying to bait Alex. Alex responds, how was the rest of your weekend? Wow, that seems pretty damaging, Alex. I can't believe you were a decent human being and responded that way. He said, pretty good. I went home last night to surprise my mom for her birthday. How about you? Alex responds, oh, that's nice. How was that? I had an event to go to last night to speak, then had a wine tasting party at a friend's house. Now I'm in North Adams about to march in a parade. That's the entirety of the conversation. Alex, I don't know if you know this, but if you were trying to flirt, you're really not good at it. <laughs> hey, I mean, I think I'm all right at it, but I mean, that was not my intention in, in those messages, but. I mean, who says I'm going to a parade? Why is that a flirt? How's your mom? Are you like, what? That is not how people <laughs> flirt. That's insane. Uh, so, okay. Um, look, Alex, what's your sense? Is it just these two knuckleheads in, in college who are trying to get jobs and curry favor with the establishment, and that's how you move up in this sick system? It, does Richie Yelts yeah. uh, campaign have any culpability here? Listen, I mean, it's no surprise, again, as you said before, that this is coming three weeks out from the election, as polls are now showing us near neck and neck with the congressman after we've announced that we've now raised over a million dollars, that just last week we got endorsed by Move On and the Working Families Party following the victory of Cori Bush. I mean, we have unprecedented momentum. And Congressman Neal has never had a challenge like this in, in 30 years. And we have been on a pathway to victory over the last several months, more so now than ever before. And so I'll let the people of this district, the voters, come to their own conclusions. But I think what's, what's even damning about this situation is the fact that there is this culture and politics where people and young people in particular feel like they have to gain access and curry favor 
to those in power to get access to politics. I mean, I was 21 years old, a senior in college, when I announced my campaign for mayor against a Democratic incumbent. And people told me to wait my turn. You don't run against other Democrats. You don't run against incumbents. Pack it up and just go home and be a regular young person in your early 20s. And young people need to know you can be yourself and you could run for office. And no young person should ever have to feel like they have to curry favor with a powerful incumbent to get access to an internship or to a job. So first of all, let me be clear, Alex Morse for Congress.com. And we'll have the link below. It's M-O-R-S-E, Alex Morse for Congress.com. Uh, Richie Neal takes all that corporate PAC money and now is the beneficiary of this hatchet job, which does untold damage. It really does. Because Alex, when you go to interview anywhere else, they're going to frame it 50-50. Because they think that that's their job to be neutral to facts and lies. And uh, I, I don't know if you've gotten interviewed uh, by any of the mainstream media outlets, but by my guess is that they lead with asking you if it's true that you're a predator. And so it's it's like asking, when did you stop beating your wife? Uh, mm. the, the minute that a smear is launched, it's nearly impossible to defend. So I, I'm, I don't know. I'm curious. Have you had other interactions with the media outside of us in The Intercept? And how has it gone? Yeah, I've, I've chatted with several media sources over the last few days, and I would hope, but certainly not expecting, that every publication and journalist that spent incredible amount of energy and time scrutinizing my sex life over the last five days would, would do their part to journalism and, and correct and update the facts and, and their stories. I mean, I've gotten contacted more by local reporters with the Springfield Republican in the last five days than they have covered this race in over 12 months. And I have gotten more scrutiny on my personal sex life than the scrutiny of Richard Neal's corruption on behalf of corporations in 30 years. Yeah, I mean, has anybody done an expose in the local press or the national press like Politico, et cetera, about who Richie Neal is sleeping with uh, when it comes to uh, donations? To me, that's a lot more problematic. Who is he uh, having relationships with? Let's put it that way. Uh, and I mean, he... Who are his top donors, Alex? Has anybody ever asked you? Here, I'll ask you. Who are his top donors, and do you think it's a coincidence that he's delivering for them? Listen, I mean, he is the number one recipient of corporate money in the entire House of Representatives, more than every Democrat and more than every Republican. And you want to talk about abuse of power. He's one of the most powerful Democrats in Washington, and he's abusing that power to benefit corporations and special interests. I mean, he is Wall Street's favorite Democrat by far. Money from Big Pharma, from the healthcare lobby, from Blackstone, a private equity group that led him on to kill a surprise medical billing piece of legislation, from fossil fuel companies, from credit card companies, from H&R Block and Intuit, and then using his power to block a bill that would allow people to use a free tax filing system with IRS. I mean, talk about abuse of power. I mean, this is the record that we should be scrutinizing. Now, the, the media, unfortunately, in a lot of ways are broken. I remember when I was running, an LA Times reporter just flat out told me, no, we will not be covering any policy in this race. Uh, he said, we're only going to cover this scandal. And I said, what scandal? Uh, well, it's the one we base they basically invented. Fine. In my case, it was things I said 20 years ago because they couldn't find anything I did. So every time they look, look, look for something, right? So now in this case, this is the most clear smear job I've seen in a long time. So has Richie Neal's campaign at least denounced these homophobic attacks against you? No, they have not publicly denounced the... The, the language, the allegations. Uh, instead, they have issued a statement essentially recognizing what they are saying, the, the courage and bravery of, of these students. 
Well, they did have some courage and bravery in brazenly taking $1,000 from Richie Neal. So can you tell us about that? Well, yeah. I mean, the congressman sponsored, has provided sponsorship to their events over over the last uh, several years. Uh, they reached out to both of our campaigns uh, in April, as, as recent as April of this year. And, and the congressman was able to to provide a thousand or two thousand dollar donation to the college Democrats, and I mean it's easier for him to do so when you have four million dollars of corporate money in your bank account. And uh, you know, from our end, uh, we declined sponsoring the college Democrats in April because we were we don't have corporate money, and we were spending our money on responding to the coronavirus pandemic here in the district. See, look, this is why I, this conversation is so important. I I need the audience to understand something that the rest of the media never tells you. This is exactly how corruption works. So Richie Neal gets tons of money from corporate donors. And by the way, if you're curious why, why does he get the most? Because he's the head of the Ways and Means Committee. That is the most powerful committee, the one that controls the budget in the House. So it's incumbent upon as many corporations as possible to bribe the person sitting in that seat. And now, the, the again, the press won't call it bribery, but when you give somebody $78,000 or millions of dollars, you're not doing it for your health. A corporation is legally not allowed to do anything except get return on investment. And politicians like Richie Neal are great return on investment. So then he turns around and uses some of that money to give to college Democrats. I don't understand why a congressman is giving to college Democrats. That college Democrats should have great funding, but it, I don't know why it would come from a ra random congressman. And then it turns out they go and do a smear attack against one of his opponents. Mm. Alex, isn't this like Richie Neal's career and this particular story, in a sense, uh, the perfect picture of corruption? Yeah, and, and we need to and we need to turn the page. I mean, this is this is why people get disgusted with politics. It's why people don't run for office. It's why people don't participate. Why you know young people oftentimes you know tune out of this process. They don't see electoral politics as a means to make a difference. And then we have examples like this. I mean, how disappointing for this to have happened here in this district and what example it sets for people all across our country. And this is why I'm running. I mean, I have always been an inherently optimistic, values-driven person who loves my hometown, who came back after college to run for mayor of my, my hometown. And, and now I'm running for Congress to help my city and the other 86 cities and towns in a bigger, in a bigger way to make a difference here. And, and we have built an incredible movement over the last 12 months. And then to have to, again, instead of talking about policy, talk about my personal life and my sex life, you know, a week before the debate and a three weeks before the primary is just incredibly disappointing that we are in this position in the first place. But I mean, we have had countless people here in the district around the country reach out and offer their support. I mean, yesterday was by far our best fundraising day of the entire campaign. I mean, we raised $130,000 in one day from over 3,000 individual contributions. This has been the best fundraising week of the entire campaign because people are fed up and they're sick and tired of these baseless attacks and smears on progressive challengers. And it's time to go to Washington and change how it works and usher in a new generation of leaders that are unbought, progressive, and ready to fight for working people. So Alex, uh, let, let's talk about it on a personal level for a second. Um, when it first hits, um, especially if you've never gone through it before, it's got to be discombobulating. I, I mean, when, when the allegations first came out and you have no idea what they are, and they're very vague, they didn't name any names, they didn't name any allegations, but they tell you, oh my God, you know, you, 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 you've dated some people before and we think you shouldn't have dated them. Uh, and you, 
how did it feel? What was, was it a gut punch? How did it feel? Yeah. And I, I mean, just as a person, as a human, you know, as a son and a brother and an uncle and a friend to, to so many here, it was an incredibly difficult weekend. I mean, the toll that it takes on me personally and having to, to think about is the personal toll worth it and having to remind myself many times over the weekend why I got in this fight over a year ago. And what do it mean, not just to me and our team and the voters and the residents here in the district, but to people who are watching this from all around the country, what do it mean if I was to give up and let the establishment tear us down? And it was just an incredibly painful weekend for me and the people around me. And I remember convening and looking at the, looking, looking um, with my team on Sunday night and looking at their eyes and just seeing the fight left in all of them and of our supporters and the countless people that were sending texts and emails saying, stay in this fight. They have you where they want you. And we can still win this because people see through this kind of BS and they want a new type of politics. And, and so we stayed in this fight and I'm glad we did. And we're gonna continue fighting over the next couple of weeks. And I am more convinced now than ever before that we're on our pathway to victory on September 1st. Alex, I just wanna to touch on this for a second. Uh, our progressive groups, and, and, you know, in your case, it's such an easy call uh, that a lot of them are back already. Uh, and that's a good thing. And and I don't want to belabor it. But are progressive groups uh, a little, do they fall into this trap a little too easily? The minute that either the right wing or the establishment says boo, uh, progressive groups panic and, and wonder whether they should dump their own people. Yeah, I mean, what I would say to that is when we support candidates and we go and we decide to get into big fights, we have, to, we have to stay in the fight because we know that the establishment, powerful Democrats like Richie Neal and people that have been there for decades, they're not just gonna lay down and let us win these elections. They're gonna throw some punches and progressives need to have a backbone too and be willing to fight back and win elections. Not on the destruction, the personal destruction, not on smear campaigns like we see from the establishment, but on our ideas. And we cannot let the establishment get away with this. And you know, to the progressive groups that have endorsed this campaign, many of whom have now affirmed their support of this campaign, you know, I recognize the last thing that I want is to be a distraction from other candidates and this movement. But I wanna make sure we stay focused on what our goals are, what our policy goals are, and you know, honor those conversations in different perspectives, but be very much focused on winning this election on September 1st, because defeating the chair of the Ways and Means Committee, defeating the Springfield political establishment and boss politics, a guy that walked into this seat and a guy that wants to handpick his successor, we have to say that those days are over. This is not Richie Neal's seat, this is the people's seat. And that's what we're gonna show on September 1st. Well, uh, if you win now, Alex, that victory is gonna be even sweeter uh, to get past uh, what what just happened. Uh, and look, the the, the Phrase distraction is what they use every single time. Well, okay, then on that principle, anytime an establishment Democrat or Republican attacks a progressive, they're going to win by definition because everyone is going to say, well, it's a distraction. Since we've been attacked, let's just dump all of our favorite people uh, and give in to whatever the right wing wants or whatever the establishment wants because any attack by definition is a distraction. So, but but Alex, well, one more thing about that. 
Isn't it particularly disgusting how they weaponize the issues of discrimination and Me Too movement and all of these things, and then ironically use it against the people who care most about it, and and then thereby uh, making it much more difficult to get the rest of the public to believe it when it's actually real, which is the majority of cases. Mm. And, and this is what has made this conversation so so difficult in many ways and, and complex and nuanced is it's incredibly important that we honor survivors and we we believe folks when they come forward with stories um, and their personal accounts and experiences. And the last thing I want to do is ever discredit anyone uh, that feels uncomfortable, uh, that has been a victim. But I also listen to those folks that have been personally impacted by this story. And we have to we have to be more critical and analytical when it comes to these types of stories and and allegations and the the again the language that has been used in response the use of words like predator that has been used on gay men forever is just incredibly problematic and homophobic and so you know as somebody that got into public life at 21 years old i mean i, I announced my campaign for mayor at 21. i started teaching a class at umass when i was 25. and i've had to learn that yes i have been i am mayor and whether I'm at City Hall on mayor, whether I'm at the grocery store, or whether I'm in the bedroom. And I cannot take that mayor hat off no matter where I am. But I'm incredibly confident and clear in the fact that I have never done anything that has never been consensual. And so when this story broke on Friday night, knowing who I am and what I've done and what I haven't done, and when you're leveled with almost no ability to provide or even anything specific to respond to, I mean, I want to be very clear, Politico, I mean, Alex Thompson at Politico, other journalists, they were shopped this story around for, 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 for months, for weeks, and no one went forward with it because they couldn't get anyone on record. And instead, what we have is a, is a, is a very deliberately worded email that was then printed word for word in a college newspaper that was unamplified by every media outlet in the country without nuance, without investigation, and thankful to the Intercept and the journalists there and the investigative reporters that do their due diligence to get to the bottom of things. Yeah. Um, where do we go to get our uh, uh, reputations back, right? And so, at least in, in your case, it is crystal clear, and uh, there is one place people can go in your district. It's the ballot box. Mm -hmm. So, everybody, make sure you're voting. It's the most important thing. And, and you know, we're not shy about our perspective on this show. Uh, so... Uh, you know, obviously, AlexMorseForCongress.com. I got no issue saying it. The link is down below. Help in any way you can. Uh, and and if you want to uh, hear us talk about prior uh, policies, we've done that in the past. Please go look that up. And on the website, you could also see all of Alex's policies uh, and focus on that. And if you agree with him, great. If you don't, that's totally okay. But make sure you're voting based on policies that affect your lives, not on any of these. Uh, horrible smear tactics that politicians use. So, Alex, thanks so much for joining us again on The Young Turks. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Shank. I really appreciate the opportunity.